We enjoyed that very much. We'll take our text this evening from uh, St. John chapter 19, verse 30. Actually, it'll just be three words from that verse, three words that Jesus spoke while hanging on the cross. It is finished. It is finished. At that moment, the price for our salvation was paid in full. The word finished is the same as paid in full. Jesus came to finish God's plan of salvation. In the beginning of time, God had a plan for mankind. We're thankful for that tonight. It included his son, Jesus, giving his life on Calvary. In the fourth chapter of John, Jesus is speaking to his disciples when he said, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. In the 17th chapter of John, Jesus is praying to his heavenly Father, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou hast gavest me to do. When Jesus left heaven and came to this earth to be born here, that's Christmas. We celebrate Christmas. It's hard to separate Christmas and Easter. They go together. Jesus came to give his life on the cross. He came with a purpose. He came to do the will of his heavenly Father. He came to seek and to save the lost. He's still seeking and saving the lost today. Jesus is seeking for that one lost sheep that has one astray. There may be one here tonight that has one astray, that has one away from the Lord. Maybe you've never known the Lord as your personal Savior, but you can be found tonight. Jesus is looking for you tonight. Jesus paid the price for our salvation. God's plan for you and me is all wrapped up in one verse. Verses on the screen at the beginning of this service tonight. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is love. The choir just sang amazing love. That's God's love. It is amazing. God's love is the ultimate of love. He was willing to give his son Jesus, his only son, to this world so we can be saved. Whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What a hope we have as Christians that we can live forever with Jesus in heaven. What a hope that is. In the service this evening, we've looked back to the cross. There are several verses and many more than we'll even have the opportunity to look at tonight. 
But there are so many verses that describes what Jesus went through, the suffering that he went through. But he was willing to do that for each one of us. We'll look at just a few of those verses tonight. Uh, the, uh, Matthew, the 26th chapter, some verses there. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, See ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. And he went a little farther, and fell on his face, and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Jesus said here in these verses, he was sorrowful and very heavy. He says, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. You know, at this point, Jesus was carrying the weight of the world, the weight of the sins of mankind for the whole world. Jesus knew the price and what he would go through. But we're thankful tonight that he was willing to do that. That he told his heavenly father, if there's any way, this cup can pass from me. If if there's another way, that's what he wanted. But yet, he yielded himself to his heavenly father and says, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus did that for you and for me. It was also in the garden where Judas came and betrayed him. And Jesus was arrested by the soldiers in the garden. So like every time this time of the year comes around, I can't help but think, and I was thinking tonight as I was listening to the concert, it was 22 years ago last month that uh, Cheryl and I had the privilege to go over to Israel. And... Uh, we went to the Garden of Gethsemane. And as we were there and, and just tried to consider a little bit what Jesus went through there. Uh, the group that was with us at that time, it was our church, some of our church group. It is a special time. Brother Hart and Sister Gertie sang there in the garden. It was a special time. When I, th- I think about our trip, I, the first thing I think about uh, is Garden of Gethsemane. From that trip, we walked where Jesus walked. We, we, we stood and, and viewed Calvary, the hill where Jesus hung on the cross. That was a special time. I know there's several here that have been there even since then. Uh, you've been there and uh, you have your own stories, but it's just, uh, it just makes the Bible come real when you, can go and and be there where Jesus was at. After Jesus was arrested, he was taken uh, before uh, Caiaphas, the high priest. He was falsely accused. In the 26th chapter of Matthew, it's a couple verses 
uh, tells what they did to Jesus. Then did they spit in his face and buffeted him. Another smote him uh, with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that uh, smote thee? Says they spit in his face. They buffeted him. They smote him. They mocked him. And he said not a word. The song he could have called 10,000 angels. But he didn't. He went through this for you and for me. Some other verses in that same chapter records uh, Peter denying Jesus. But then I want to look at verse 75. That's after Peter denied Jesus. Jesus told him he would, he would deny him. And Peter told him he would never deny him. But he denied him. Verse 75 says, And Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept, wept bitterly. At that point, Peter realized what he had done, that he had denied his Lord, the one that he had been with for three years, the one that he had followed, saw the miracles that he did, said he would stand by his side, but he was weak at that time and, and, and denied his Lord. But it says what Peter did. He went out and repented. He asked forgiveness. He was sorry for what he did. And we know that the Lord took him back. He surrendered his life to the Lord. He reconsecrated his life to the Lord. And uh, the day of Pentecost, Peter preached a sermon. 3,000 souls were saved. That's the same Peter that denied his Lord. But he, after he repented, the Lord took him back. And he gave his life for the gospel. In the 27th chapter of Matthew, Jesus stood before Pilate. Pilate questioned Jesus, asked him questions. Pilate's wife came in. Verse 19, it says, When he was set down on the judgment seat, this is Pilate, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with this just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. Pilate's wife came, told him, Don't have anything to do with Jesus. Don't have anything to do with this just man. She had suffered many things that day. You know, Pilate, uh, he, he tried to release Jesus. But he listened to the multitude. He listened to the cry of the people. He yielded to the multitude. Pilate asked what he should do uh, with Jesus. Says they cried out, let him be crucified. And verse 26 says, Then released he Barabbas, 
unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Pilate could have released Jesus. It was all in God's plan. It was in God's plan that Jesus had to pay that price. And Jesus was willing to do that. Jesus was beaten. He was whipped. And they laid stripes on his back. Down to verse 29. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to be crucified. What Jesus went through for us. And an evening like this where we look back to the cross, we need to, each one of us as individuals, just try to comprehend what Jesus went through. We owe him our lives. We, we really do. Uh, for what he uh, did for us. And in verse 35 it says, And they crucified him. Christ died in our stead. Suffering the penalty uh, for sin, for mankind, for each one of us. Jesus paid it all. But I'd like to end with some good news tonight. Because there is good news to this story. The The good news is it is through the blood of Jesus that we can be saved. That's good news. That's what it's all about. Salvation. Turn our backs on sin. Asking Jesus to come in and make a change in our lives. It's through the blood of Jesus that there had to be a perfect sacrifice. And Jesus was willing to do that. So the good news is through the blood of Jesus we can be saved. It's through the blood of Jesus that we can be sanctified. That sin nature we were born with can be taken out of our lives. That Adamic nature, because of the fall of man uh, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, uh, sin came into the world. But it's through the blood of Jesus that that can be removed out of our lives. We can be sanctified, holy, It is through the blood of Jesus and the stripes that he received that we can be healed, physically healed. And many, there's many here that can testify to times where the Lord uh, miraculously healed their bodies. It's through the blood of Jesus. So so as we consider the suffering he went through, uh, there's rejoicing in our hearts Because of God's plan of salvation. And we know that plan of salvation tonight. And and wherever you are spiritually, if if you've uh, surrendered your life to Jesus, if you prayed and Jesus has come in and made a change in your life, you won't thank him for that tonight. But if you haven't taken that step yet, you can take it tonight. Jesus is here. He's reaching out to you tonight. And I'd like to just... 
uh, close here with uh, just a, actually it's just a, a paragraph that I found in our minister's manual. And I'll just read that to you. It says, through the blood, we overcome temptation, adversity, and oppression. We are strengthened spiritually and physically by the blood of the Holy One. The blood is essential and can never be set aside or replaced. How true that is. It is through the blood of Jesus that we can be saved. Thank you for that tonight. And we're going to have time uh, to uh, spend a few minutes in prayer tonight. Encourage each one of you to pray. Uh, if you're saved, thank the Lord for his saving power. Uh, we, we owe that to him tonight. And if you're not saved, you can be before you leave. So let's stand up. We'll sing number 338, and we invite you to come and pray.